On this edition of Kiwi Tripsters, we're in Malaysia visiting Ipoh and Penang. Here you will find that history, culture and nature are aplenty. We go to the lost world of Tambam, numerous UNESCO World Heritage Sites and dangle ourselves 65 stories above Penang. We visit a rainforest, marvel at street art, visit museums and sample local eats. We're off exploring Malaysia. back with Kiwi Tripsters Travel Podcast. Get ready and take off to spectacular destinations as we continue our journey and share the inside word on all things travel. Whether it's luxury travel or backpacking on a budget, whether it's cruising or foodie trips, we've got you covered with top tips and tricks so you can have an amazing travel experience. And now, over to your hosts, Mike Yardley and Andrew Seppi. Welcome aboard for a fresh edition. I'm Andrew Seppi. Yes, straight out of the oven. I'm Mike Yardley. How splendiferously good it is to see you, Andrew. Straight out of the oven? Yes, we're oven ready. Oven ready. Yes. Always good to see you, Michael. Yes. Now, we start this week in Ipoh. Yes. Halfway between Kuala Lumpur and Penang is Ipoh. Andrew's just been there. I have. This is the capital city of what region? Perak. Perak. Hmm. And I understand this was originally a village, but now the city is the fourth largest in Malaysia and uh, well worth a good explore. Absolutely. Now a fire destroyed Ipoh's old town in 1892. So the lanes of shops were duly rebuilt and then became notorious for opium dens, brothels and casinos <laughs> right up until the end of World War II. It has now been, and I quote, respectfully repurposed. Respectfully repurposed? What does this mean? <laughs> I don't know, but it seems a curious way of phrasing cleaning up the town. And you could almost imagine the expression on the face of the person who, <laughs> who wrote that. <laughs> I respectfully repurposed Epo. Yeah, Brilliant. Well, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So, obviously, given what you've referred to, the area is rich with history. And in the main area of Epo, uh, tell us about these three streets which have a rather cool story. Well, a mining tycoon, Yeo Techin, uh, gave a lane to each of his three wives. And the locals have now nicknamed these the wife lane, the concubine lane, and the second concubine lane. Now, the latter is now market lane. You'll find all sorts of goodies here, as the name suggests. You can also dine at Plan B, which is a restaurant with a gigantic tree growing through its steel and glass construction. <laughs> yeah. The owner decided that instead of removing the, you know, tree, they would make it part of the establishment. This is well worth a neat stop, offering delicious Vietnamese and Malay cuisine. Or you could opt for something from their range of Western food with a sizable burger called the Godfather. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it certainly is. Or if you're there early in the day, the surfer's brekkie. Oh, I'd be up for that too. Yeah, you would. Uh, now, the lost world of Tambin is worth the trip to Ipo in itself. Tambin is billed as Malaysia's premier action and adventure family holiday destination. Does it live up to that description? That and more. Nice. Nestled in lush tropical jungle with natural hot springs. In fact, there is a geyser that shoots hot water up to 12 metres into the air. And 400 million year old, yes, 400 million year old limestone hills. 
Now, there are 88 attractions, 10 different parks, and 123 species of animals to see. You're not going to be bored. If you want to spend a decent amount of time there, the complex has a hotel. I understand you can also pitch a tent. You can go glamping. Uh, There are floating villas you can rent. That sounds like me. These are very, very cool. So floating on the lake. Awesome. A full full villa. Uh, The theme park. We must ask about the theme park, Uh, a lot of attractions, and as you referred to, the animals. That must be amazing to see so many. The theme park is very, very cool. There's a water park. There's all sorts of rides. But yeah, I mean, and as theme parks go, this is top of the line. But the animals. Malaysia is termed what's called a mega diverse country, which means it has many of the world's animal species there, and a lot of these are endemic. So when you were there, give us an insight into this, the spectrum of animals you checked out. Well, at the more sedate end of the activities, there is a petting zoo, and this includes a most beautiful bounty of bunnies and a very friendly raccoon, oh, yeah? uh, plus a whole lot more. How friendly was the raccoon? Oh, very. There's a photo of this on fortheloveoftravel.nz. You can just hold food up, and it just delicately takes it from your hand. Oh, very nice. And eats it. On the other spectrum, there's some magnificent animals that you probably don't want to pet, including the monocled cobra, a king cobra, various other snakes, meerkats, a very small fennec fox, and a very cute red-footed turtle. Uh, Question. Yes. What colour are the turtle's feet? Red. Right. I just said... (laughs) (laughs) So that's why it's called... The red-footed turtle. There you go. Okay. Are we keeping up? Uh, There are some... (laughs) All sorts of soft and cuddly animals, uh, and then you've got the intimidating animal department. Well, yes. What did you find? The exceptionally enthralling spiders, which are a must-see. The curly hair, skeleton leg, and Mexican red leg tarantulas. These things are huge. What would happen if the red-footed turtle went face-to-face with the Mexican red-legged tarantula? The can-can? <laughs> I don't know. They, they really do look after their animals um, in Malaysia, and you've got so many really cool zoos, uh, although zoos have got a bad name over the years, but this is a different sort of wildlife experience, now, right? the first thing I noticed stepping foot here, and you will immediately notice this, the attitude of the guides, and this is a standout feature of your visit. The guides are also the animal keepers, right? They treat the animals like family, literally, and they know the names of each one. Yes, they are all named, all of them. Now, before you think this is part of the show, it isn't. The animals respond to their names, and the bond between animals and guides is completely obvious. So they genuinely know their names. Absolutely. Now, the guide called out to (laughs) a Samaritan tiger who was in the middle of his enclosure. The tiger didn't give a toss, looked at the guide as if to raise an eyebrow and say, fat chance, buddy, it's hot and I'm (laughs) resting. But the tiger knew his name. Now, I understand the lost world of Tambin is also home to the world's largest rodent, the capybara, which can weigh up to 60 kg. Oh, yeah. these The capybara is so cool. It may be classed as a rodent, but they're exceptionally <laughs> adorable. And you can actually feed them. Oh, I do like animals you can feed. So which ones did you feed, Andrew? Oh, well, zebras, giraffes, a whole host of others, including Joita, the 29-year-old hippopotamus, <laughs> and her son, Jagger. I love hippos. Uh, fun fact of the day, if I recall correctly... 
hippos sweat sunblock. Yep. So their sweat is like little red dots, which actually protects them from the sun's rays. Yeah. Now, this is one of the many things you will learn at the lost world of Tambon. And there are just far, far too many animals to mention, really. So, so if you want to check out a cross-section of species like Andrew did at uh, the Lost World of Tambon, this is the place to go. You will not find such a cross-section of species at any other place in the world. All right, just ahead, we uh, we go to Penang and take in some unmissable history. Back in a mo. This is Kiwi Tripsters with Mike and Andrew. Righto, let's head to Penang. Penang, yes. Penang, Penang, Penang. I love the name Penang. It is cool. It just sounds like an alluring name for a destination. Or the ricochet of a bullet. Yes. Penang. That's true. <laughs> Andrew's fresh back from Malaysia in this oven-ready edition of Kiwi Tripsters. <laughs> now, Penang. I'm I... still just by this oven-ready thing, but anyway, go on. Well, it's like a Christmas cake, fresh out of the oven. Oh, you know? yes. Very yes. Nice, very nice. Uh, Penang is a couple of hours out of Ipoh. A quintessential holiday destination, very big hitter on the Malaysia itinerary. You've got history, you've got culture, you've got so much to explore. Yeah, there's more history and culture than you could shake a travel guide at. (laughs) In your travel plans, you need to set aside a few days to just simply wander around Penang. In fact, it is one of those places that no matter how much you try to plan, you will still find yourself aimlessly sort of wandering around in awe at the plethora of sites that are rich in history and so, so diverse. A lot of people say to me, Andrew, that when they've traversed Penang, it's the street art, amazing street art that remains seared in their memories. And it's the the sheer range of street art, your stunning street art, your haunting, brooding street art. Was that your experience? Absolutely, very, very much. And you find out that it's a combination of all of those as you look at it and go, wow, there's something quite unique to this art that speaks to a particular time and place. So be sure to take many, many pictures because you will not be able to remember even half of it. Incidentally, street art means far more than just wall paintings, as numerous artists have built in other elements, such as bicycles, and in one famous example, an actual motorbike. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of this what you will find in the Georgetown World Heritage Site, along with so many good eats, beautiful crafts, touristy goodies, always good gifts for those back home. For the photophiles amongst us. Yes. Click, click, click. Yes. Hello, Asia Camera Museum. Yeah. Which, as it says on the box, is dedicated solely to photography with over 1,000 cameras and photographic accessories on display. I know. It's like there's like a museum or a place for absolutely everybody. Now, if you keep your eyes open, and this has been one of my favourite bits to, to see throughout Asia, the magnificent Fu Lion statues that guard various Entrances. Now, these are Chinese guardian lions that are positioned according to feng shui. The male is always on the right with a ball under his right paw, and the female to the left with a cub under her left paw. I'd like a couple of lions. Top on my Christmas wish list. Yes. Could you whistle something up? Is that going to be as well as the Batmobile and the rest of the things you've requested? Yes. Marvellous. Now, there are so many buildings that reflect Malaysia's diversity Everywhere in Penang, you've got the Hangjang Ancestral Temple, uh, the Kapitan Killing Mosque, 
and its very elegant domes. Both of those buildings date back to the 1800s. Absolutely, as many of the buildings do. And if temples are your thing, then about half an hour's drive out of the main Georgetown, you'll find Hok Hin Kiong. This is the Snake Temple and probably the only one of its kind in the world, was built in 1850 and dedicated to Cho Su Kong, a Chinese healer and Buddhist monk turned god. This 19th century temple boasts fruit trees that are, yes, decked with pit vipers and snakes in the prayer hall. Hold on. Shut the gate. (laughs) Pit vipers? Pit vipers, yes, they're real, and yes, it's safe enough, but you will be advised to keep a relative distance from our <laughs> slithery friends. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> In Georgetown, the Penang Peranakan Mansion depicts the lifestyle of the prominent and wealthy community of acculturated Chinese. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So these are a unique sort of brand of Chinese people in the world, right? Uh, they are indeed. Yeah. yeah. So at um, the mansion, you've got over a 1,000 pieces of antiques and collectibles on display. Some of them were recreated. Others are original. But you do get an intricate insight into how this community's opulent lifestyle has developed over the decades. Yeah, there are various – there's a main hall and a dining hall, but various bedrooms demonstrate different eras. So they've got the clothes, the bed linen, the furniture as they progress through time. And the permutation of technology becomes evident with old televisions and radiograms for later period examples. It is really, really quite something. You get a, a whole timeline of this community. And also you will notice an internal – open courtyard with guttering inside the mansion. Oh, I need to do that at my place. Yes, yes. yes. Can't go wrong with good guttering inside your mansion. No, you can't. (laughs) In the internal courtyard. But the reason it's like this is because, well, as the story goes, these gutters catch the rainwater and the fortune that comes with it. Ah. Outside guttering takes away the water and there is no chance to catch the fortunes. All the more reason why I need this at my place. (laughs) I need good fortune. Good fortune. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, Not all immigrant communities were as wealthy, though, as these people, right? No, not at all. You can also visit the Chu Jetty in Georgetown. This is one of six wooden clan jetties in the area, still inhabited by members of uh, Penang's Chinese immigrant community, the once loaded and unloaded cargo. So the other end from the wealthy, wealthy people. Most of these jetties were constructed in 1888 by Chinese family groups known as clans. Word is that back in the day, you could be killed for entering if you did not have express permission or belong to the clan. Blimey. Are the two clans still here? Yeah, they are indeed. And they're, they're living on their well-preserved jetty, but this is now a tourist attraction. And many of the clan have set up uh, little shops in the lower part of their house. And the Chu jetty is located just off Penkalan Weld Road, which is now a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Well worth a visit to buy a cool drink and see the other side of Malaysia. In fact, when we entered the jetty, we were halfway along when the, my guide told me the story about being killed if you went part of the Chu clan. I looked at him and went, really? Really? Oh, no, no, it's not not now. Thanks for telling me that. Ah, yes. <laughs> Small mercies. Indeed. We'll, we'll take that one. Thank you. Coming up, we visit the E&O Hotel. This is 
splendiferous, uh, to use your word of the day, and check out some street eats. Plus, we dangle ourselves 65 stories above Penang. (sighs) Back in a tick. Stay tuned. Kiwi Tripsters will be right back after this break. Malaysia is truly Asia. Exhilarate yourself in Ipoh and Penang. Culture, architecture, food and the best nature has to offer. And you will have wished you had stayed longer. To begin your adventures in Malaysia, visit the official website malaysia.travel. This is Kiwi Trips, this is Mike and Andrew as we explore Penang and the backstory of Malaysia is everywhere. Eastern and Oriental Hotel, also known as E&O Yo. in Georgetown. Yes. Oh my goodness. This is a bucket list experience. The history thick on the ground and so expertly assembled. Yep, you can stay there and the E&O accommodation is absolutely breathtaking. Writers' suites on luminaries such as Rudyard Kipling or you can opt for the Penang suite and these are nothing short of luxurious plus. You can also pop in for a bite uh, and marvel at this hotel which is now a UNESCO World Heritage Site. I've got a few of those in Malaysia. They have got a fair <laughs> few. Um, yeah. Now, the, the hotel, the, the description of picture perfect may sound like a standard line, but it is so apt oh, yeah. for the E&O. And fun fact, the hotel's old manually controlled lift with a sliding grill was featured in the Hollywood blockbuster Crazy Rich Asians. Absolutely. Now, from the second you enter through the classic revolving door, you kind of feel like You're on a historical movie set where someone has painstakingly seen to every single detail. E&O has all that you would expect from a luxurious hotel, spa, fitness centre, pool, facilities for events, meetings and conferences, but they also have ballrooms, Hmm. actually several ballrooms and a decor that transports you to another time. Did you do a foxtrot? Well, no. (laughs) Paso double (laughs) More like a, back to the can-can, I think. <laughs> uh, you will find the E&O on Farquhar Street, uh, which intersects with Penang Road. This is also where the oldest Java tree stands, planted before 1885. Yeah, this is an old tree. Very <laughs> old tree. Only three other smaller trees of this kind exist in Penang. The hotel rates, is it pricey? Well, the Rudyard Kipling Writers Suite is 4,520 Malaysian ringgit for two people per night, which is about uh, 1,600 New Zealand dollars. And although there are deals, but that's the standard rate, the Penang Suite uh, will cost you 1,859 New Zealand dollars a night for two people. Well, if uh, if calling in for a meal seems like a more affordable option, E&O definitely take the dining experience stratospheric, yeah. very evident. I would imagine you gave this a bit of a graze. I did give it a bit of a graze. Saki's has the most sumptuous food, which can be found in the annex and is a popular buffet restaurant with Penang locals. You can also dine at the Poolside Terrace, Planters Lounge, Palm Court, Java Tree, or Farquhar's Bar. As is always the case, if it finds flavour with locals, you can trust that the food is always good. One of life's great truths. Yes. Sticking with food, the cuisine in Malaysia 
is part of the experience. And for the most sublime street food, you need to go to Nasi Kanda Line Clear on Penang Road. Yeah, in 2017, this was placed in the top 10 World Street Food Masters by the World Street Food Congress. Others in the magical top 10 list were from Mexico, Singapore, the Philippines, and further afield. So this really is world class. And it's probably the most authentic eatery you could ever, ever visit. Nazi Kandar, Line Clear have everything in any combination and you will get it quick smart. I actually saw this uh, place on TV not that long ago, so I'm pleased you went there because I want to know What's with this name, Line Clear? Well, as you may have gathered, like most things in Malaysia, it's named for what it is. It's, you know, what it says on the box, there you go. And they are named Line Clear because they're so efficient. On a busy day when people queue, and they so do, they can clear the line quickly. It's as simple as that, Line Clear. All right, there are no ears and graces. It's not self-service, but it is very good, authentic, honest, and delicious fare. Sounds fabulous. If you feel like a little exhilaration, and mm-hmm. I have to say I'm always <laughs> up for that, I am I do have a head for heights, yeah, yeah. I think. I think. But I haven't been to this particular building, which Andrew's going to tell us about, in Penang, the tallest building called Comtar, and you will find the top at Comtar. Yeah. Now, this is a place of what you might call escalating experiences. You could start with the jelly bump, which is essentially some great family fun and little bumper cars. Yes, very nice and sedate. However, at the other end of the spectrum, you can dangle from a wire 65 stories above the ground. Oh, dear God. Yes. I think 55 is my limit. (laughs) Now, there's a photo on fortheloveoftravel.nz of the view from up there. And even the photo makes you go, ha, ha, ha. Okay. (laughs) Now, this part of it's called gravities, and it's not for the faint-hearted, as they boast. In fact, there are several ways to hang out at such a height, which include the Confident Path, X-Point, Z-Wire, and G-Rocky. These are as daredevil as they sound, and this is possibly a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. All you need to know is that they involve you on the outside of Penang's tallest building, and it is a long way up. So You notice I didn't say a long way down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm pleased you didn't put that to the test. Uh, Which one did you do? Which of these activities... How did you hang? I didn't actually do one of them. No. No. Well, there's a little bit of inclement weather at some day. Okay, that's my excuse. Okay. But anyway. But you went up there. I did go up there, took some photos and went, whoa. Well, I think you need to go back, Andrew, and tell us, uh, out of Confident Path, X-Point, Z-Wire, and G-Rocky, which one was the best? (laughs) Thank you. I think that's a trip in its own right, that. Yes. If you're not quite that game, don't worry. There is a whole raft of other activities, 18 different attractions, including the music carousel for the wussies <laughs> and the rainbow walk. Yeah, now the rainbow walk, you're still 65 stories up, but you've got reinforced glass and concrete underneath you. Okay. That view must be incredible. Yeah, well, as I said, there's a photo on fortheloveoftravel.nz and you do gaze across a very impressive. I don't mind dangling from a wire. <laughs> But sixty-five stories up is actually really high to be dangling. Well, to be honest, if you're forty-five stories up or sixty-five stories up, that's true. It's not going to matter. No, 
It's you, going to end the same way if something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And a very sudden stop. <laughs> but as far as I can tell, the safety record of this place is impeccable. So it really is it, it is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yes. You are so high. The view is so amazing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Coming up, we go up a hill and visit a rainforest. We check out some of Malaysia's outstanding nature, of which there is so much of, and we look at where you could stay back in the tick. This is Kiwi Tripsters, Mike and Andrew, as we explore Penang. Let's get a feel for Penang's botanic gardens, because as Andrew has mentioned, nature is plentiful in Malaysia. Absolutely. And a must-stop is Taman Botani Pulau Penang, the botanic gardens in Penang. Now, these are close to Georgetown, right? Yeah, absolutely. About a quarter of an hour from Georgetown. And as you would expect, it's well curated. There are some beautiful water features and orchid enclosure. And the travel tip is to mind when you go. Midday is to be avoided. Oh, yeah. As the heat can be overbearing. So pick a morning or evening. If you do end up there in the middle of the day, which I did, you will notice that the garden is devoid of locals. And that is the reason why. I was walking through the Botanic Gardens and my guide said to me, oh, locals don't come here in the middle of the day because it's so hot. I looked at him and said, it's lunchtime. He said, yes. I said, then why are we here? He said, good point. (laughs) (laughs) To beat the crowds? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, though. I was walking through the Botanic Gardens in Penang and it was all looking very Malaysian, if you know what I mean. And then I came across a little octagonal shelter with a Lions Club logo on. You know how the Lions Club do those shelters and parks all over the yes, world? Yes. They've got one there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I just looked at me, this looks like home. Uh, now, yeah. for a truly blow-your-hair-back experience, oh, yes. the destination is Penang Hill, where you will find the habitat. Oh, this is this has to be one of the highlights of my trip to Malaysia. And not far from Georgetown, Penang Hill was established in 1793, way back when. It's actually several hills, just called Penang Hill, with the highest being Western Hill at 833 metres above sea level. And how, Michael, how do you think we get up this hill? Oh, do you dangle from a wire? No, you don't. Do you hire a passing camel? You do not. What about a ride on a capybara? No, no, Ah. not a capybara either. You take a funicular railway. Oh, I do have a funicular fetish. You do indeed. Have I told you this? You have indeed. Oh, tell me about this funicular. It is the only funicular railway in Malaysia. And geek fact, it consists of 540 pulleys to get you up to the top. So you are dangling from a wire. Wow. Almost. (laughs) 540 of them. Now, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no one wire, five forty pulleys. Anyway, okay. there are many adventures to be had in Penang Hill, including the flight of the Kulagol. It's a zip line. Uh, you can have your portrait drawn by some very talented street artists, but it is the rainforest that will absolutely take your breath away. <sighs> when I think of Malaysia, it is rainforest I think of having one of the highest coverages in the world. You could not go to Malaysia without savouring its brilliance, right? You could not. And that was very well worded, Michael. Now, at Penang Hill, you can take the Langur Way Canopy Walk. This is the world's longest two-span stressed ribbon bridge and the only one that takes you through an absolutely pristine rainforest. Now, considering that Malaysia has over 15 
thousand species of plants. You can probably imagine how much you will see on the walk and how many times you'll need to look again. If fortune is favouring you, if you are lucky, you may spot... A flying lemur. Oh, and now, did you? <laughs> I actually was, didn't. Oh. I think they were all having a nap. <laughs> but ironically, this is not actually a lemur, nor can it fly. Oh. But it does glide from tree to tree and even carries its young whilst doing so. Oh. Now, there are a lot of other animals to spot, including the lesser mouse deer, which is a, such a small little hoofed animal. It's the world's smallest hoofed animal, in fact at under half a metre tall, and it's so adorable. Is it like a miniature Bambi? It is, actually. Okay. That's why they call it a mouse deer. Well done. <laughs> I, <laughs> Not to be confused by the world's biggest rodent, the capybara. I know. Well, the capybaras actually can be bigger than the mouse deer, so you've got the rodent bigger than the deer. It's all very confusing. <laughs> On the Langer Way canopy walk, you look over the balustrade of the walkway into what seems like layer upon layer over layer atop layer of lush, oh. beautiful flora. It is just mind-blowing. You kind of you look like you're looking into the abyss of rainforest. Did you feel like just sinking into the bush? I did actually. I, I actually did think, what would it be like to get up on the side of this and just jump over this? <laughs> but the, one of the uh, other bonuses is that being a rainforest, it's a few degrees cooler yeah. than the streets of Penang. But so it's absolutely not to be missed. This is mind-blowing. Soothe City. Soothe City. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like that. Thank you. You can have that one. Thanks. Another essential stop for those who like our animal friends is the Penang Butterfly Farm. As you may have guessed, they have butterflies. Yes. And more than you could possibly imagine ever existed because you will find butterflies in so many different colours, shapes, and sizes. Were you mobbed? Were you mauled? Were you ram-raided by butterflies? It's hard for a butterfly to ram-raid you because it's so soft. But, yeah, it's an essential stop. And you walk through the enclosure as these butterflies flutter around you, and they're simply entrancing. It's like a sense of peace just washes over you, and time stands still. Did you commune with a butterfly? I did, actually. Did you talk to a butterfly? I did. In its local language? It, uh, I think it understood <laughs> what I was saying. A universal form of communication. It, it is, yeah. But they are just mind-blowing. It's, mm. it's, they're so peaceful. Yeah. Kids, yeah. It's always a hit with kids as well, eh, if you're yeah. travelling with a family. But the butterflies are so used to the people. They just, they're not stressed. Mm. They just flutter around. People sort of look a bit pensive, but the butterflies don't care. <laughs> they really don't. Now, alongside the butterflies at the Penang Butterfly Farm, you have even more critters to marvel as well. Now, in one part, you see some sensational spiders once again, such as the Chilean rose hair tarantula, very large with rose-coloured hairs, an oriental water dragon, Ooh. a giant Asian toad, rubber, rubber. and a very curious scorpion. Oh, oh yeah. Very cool animals. But worry not, unlike the butterflies, they are not free roaming. Now, one this is really cool. One adorable creature you do not want to miss is the Pac-Man frog. Named so because it looks like Pac-Man. It's yellowy-orange and almost perfectly round. Does he play Space Invaders? I don't know. <laughs> well, Space Invaders is not Pac-Man, is it? No, I know, but I thought he might have got a bit sick of Pac-Man. <laughs> I mean, we all have from what, time to time. What was the noise they made? <laughs> Yeah, anyway. What, the frog? Oh, no. I thought it was Ribbit Ribbit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I need to go to Animal 
imitation finishing school. You do. You will find this enthralling place, the Penang Butterfly Farm, around 48 minutes drive from Georgetown. Obviously, it's got to go on the must-do list. By the way, the scorpions, yeah. are, they, are they as spooky as they look? Not really. Right. They just get some bad breasts, like sharks. They need a fresh PR agent. They do need a fresh PR agent. Yes. You're so right. Now, there are many places to stay in Penang, and some, as you would expect, are better than others. With all that history, culture, nature, animals, even if you're really bad at imitating them like me, uh, you will feel like you've lived a week and a day. So I would imagine, Andrew, you'd be looking for a little bit of chill time, a bit of relaxation and pampering. Absolutely. Where did you find yourself? Well, I'll tell you what. You would have no doubt heard of the Shangri-La Hotels. This group was started in 1971 by a Malaysian man, and their hotels just wherever you go, they mm. never disappoint. Exactly, and they all have that same incredible standard. Yeah, they do. What is the go with that magical formula? I don't know. That's anybody's guess. But they seem to get everything right in every hotel they own, in every place. So Penang's Shangri-La Rasa Sayang was the first ever hotel in the Shangri-La group, and it certainly lives up to the description of a tropical retreat where holidays come to life. And this is probably why they have a swath of guests who actually return each and every year. I was talking to the communications director. Hey, there's a whole list of people that come back every single year. Yeah. It sounds like a destination hotel. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. Unsurprisingly, Rasa Sayang has scooped a bunch of awards for the hotel also, their dining, five restaurants on site, and on it goes. Yeah, they've got all the relaxed me facilities you could wish for there, including quite an advanced gym and something that really appealed to me, their own par three golf course. <laughs> Very cool. All nestled in 30 acres of landscape garden with private villas and treatment rooms. This is the danger about these incredible hotels, that you actually feel as if maybe I should just stay in the hotel for my entire planned trip. Absolutely. Now, the travel tip here is if you opt for one of their sensational massage therapies, which I did at the end of a long day, do it at the end of a long day. If you do it in the morning, you're just going to be so relaxed that you spend the entire day lying by the pool in a semi-trance. And this is the great thing with the Shangri-La Hotel. So you can just visit the hotel to get a treatment too. And this is always an option. Now, if Russ Young is a bit high on the price range, you have a few kids in tow? Another option is the nearby Shangri-La Golden Sands Resort. And at this property, you will find all you need to entertain the young ones. You've got three outdoor pools, a mini water park, slides, a whirlpool. Once again, all beautifully landscaped with that typical Shangri-La flair. Yep, it's part of the Shangri-La group. So, you know, if Rasa Sayang's a bit up there, you can call in for a meal and maybe a treatment in the massage room and then take yourself back to Golden Sands Resort. It's all good. That is it for another episode. Thanks for joining us on Kiwi Tripsters. And you can see our show notes on the website, kiwitripsters.co.nz. Andrew's article on the great experiences to be had in Ipo and Penang can be found on our companion website, fortheloveoftravel.nz. Plus quite a few cool photos. I put one up of the friendly raccoon too, oh. e eating from my hand. It was so, so cool. Right. Uh, we'd also love you to rate and review Kiwi Tripsters on the podcast service of your choice, and there is a plethora of choices available. We sink into your feedback 
like a power pool at Christmas. Oh, the old power pools were great, weren't they? <sighs> so be sure to adequately drench. In fact, adequately fully immerse us <laughs> with feedback. Uh, but don't drown us. You'd think we'd be having some Christmas eggnog before this podcast. We did, actually. Yes. Now, yes. before we go, courtesy of Lonely Planet, we have a guidebook giveaway, Experience Malaysia. To be in to win, simply give us the answer to this question. Yes, the lost world of Tambon is located in which Malaysian city? There you go. Yeah. So if you think you know the answer, and you probably should, because I'm sure you've been a very faithful, attentive Listener (laughs) to the last 35 minutes of illuminating information. What could you have said in that gap? (laughs) So flick us a message on our Kiwi Tripsters Facebook page with the correct answer and you're in to win. Good luck. Yes, chop chop. And we hope to catch you again in 2023 when we are back travelling the world. Merry Christmas and thanks so much for listening to us. Have a great holiday. Yep, stay safe. See you next year. All right. And that's a wrap for this episode of Kiwi Tripsters. Liked what you listened to? Then join us for our next episode of Kiwi Tripsters, where we bring you more travel inspiration, giveaways, and insider knowledge with expert guests on the show. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and visit us on kiwitripsters.co.nz. But most importantly, subscribe and comment on Apple Podcasts, and tell us what you think of our show. Till next time, safe travels. Safe travels.